So welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to another awesome episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostess, uh, Gaia Morissette. I believe that the keys to a happy, healthy, wealthy, epic, orgasmic, magical life is sexual wellness, embracing the human experience, and letting go of fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. And I do this through speaking, training, and coaching. I'm a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics, a holistic sexual wellness specialist, and a BDSM wellness guide. And what I do in the world is I make pleasure safe. I make sex better, and I help people take their lives to the next level. Woohoo! So today on another wonderful a wonderful episode of my orgasmic life mm. <laughs> podcast. We're talking about love without attachment. I know you're like, what? What the fuck? There's no way that that even can happen. All right. So here we go. So the first thing I want to talk to you about, what is the difference between love conditional love and unconditional love because in order for us to dive into this we kind of need to be on the same page of those things so conditional love is I love you if I love you when I love you because so I want you to just take a moment to think about the people that you love in your life and not just you got your family you have your kids you have your uh, relationship, your partnerships, you have your friendships, you have your work relationships, like all of these have different levels of love to them, okay? So I want you to just take a moment, take a deep breath. It's okay to go here. I got you, okay? To so say, hmm, do I love conditionally? Is most of my love based on conditions or do I love unconditionally? And don't worry, I'm not really good at unconditional love either. I'm still learning how to do it. So if you're like, oh my God, I love everybody conditionally, there's no judgment. No judgment for me. There's no judgment at all. Okay. We're just doing an observation. Okay. Now, unconditional love looks like and feels like I just love you period I may not always like you <laughs> I may not always agree with the decisions that you make but my love doesn't get taken away and I may not choose to spend time with you because it doesn't serve me in my higher purpose but it doesn't mean that I don't love you now, this one is a more foreign concept because we haven't been taught. We have no mirroring, no framework for this. Um, and so it's a much harder thing to, you know, to drop into. I'm still, like I said, I've been practicing this and working on this for years. And I still continually have awesome people in my life that help me learn about unconditional love, both receiving unconditional love and giving unconditional love so if you're like oh shit i'm failing miserably in this department don't worry we all do okay you're not alone in this all right so 
Let's check in, see how we're doing here. And remember, everybody who's watching me live or listening to me live, you know, feel free to like send loves and likes and hearts and questions and comments, you know, so that it's more engaging and interactive experience. Okay, so now that we've established love, now we're gonna talk about what it is to be able to love without attachment. And the attachment being living, being together forever, that person being in your life forever. We're building a future together and, and seeing that future. Um, to be able to love everything and everyone in that particular way, in that particular moment, unconditionally, without the outcome attachment. It's the outcome of, see, where we get really tripped up is in the, the attachment to the outcome. And when that outcome doesn't come into fruition, whether because circumstances, life, people can't be controlled <laughs> not everybody's good people change people have new new desires and new plans in their world there's lots of reasons why that outcome that fantasy that what you've attached to is actually not to that person or the love that you feel for them you're attached to the future that you have created or imagine to be into reality which is never a good thing <laughs> nothing good ever happens from being attached to a future outcome <laughs> right that's just me personally in my experience that usually where things get uh go horribly wrong and really quickly so how do you not get attached to the outcome because we're we're taught that's what we're taught it's like Oh, you meet somebody and you're like, oh, you're the love of my life. You're my dream partner. Then we're going to have babies together and we're going to sit be old and sit on, on the, you know, front, front porch, holding each other's hand and, you know, drinking iced tea together. Um, we do that. That's what our brains go to. Our brains are always staying. Well, first of all, it's really hard for us to be present in the present moment. We spend a lot of time being living in the past or the future. So the first thing of loving uh, without attachment is learning to love in the moment and be present only in the moment, okay? That's, that's the first stage, that's the first step. <laughs> the second step is to allow yourself to let go of all the fear that's attached to love and protection, okay? So here's an example. So we need to heal. We need to heal our deep, deep, deep wounds of our past, of not being loved, of not being loved unconditionally. Um, of our parents being incapable of that, or the adults around us when we were a kid being incapable of that or our you know friends not being capable of that because they had no one to mirror it and those feelings of 
instead of being like other understanding that it was because other people were didn't know how to do that because no one taught them how to do that um and it not being that we aren't worthy of love and that there's something wrong with us so that's a huge piece of the puzzle of being able to do that of healing those wounds and that that's a journey. That's a journey that more than me just saying, Hey, go heal those wounds and you'll just get it over with easy peasy. That's a, that's a much deeper conversation and that's a much deeper space that you want to have support from whether it's somebody like me, um, me or somebody like me that can help you concretely heal those wounds, not revisit those wounds and bring them all up to the surface and just stay in there, but to actually clear it out, let release it, let go of it and move into a new headspace and a new mindset about that you are worthy of love. So this one is a really, really hard one to hear. So I'm, I'm going to say it right now. Okay. Everybody who's listening in this moment, I want you to take a deep breath in, breathe in with me, in through your nose, out through your mouth. I want you to pull your shoulders back so that you open up your chest cavity, right? And you like, you're really nice and open. Make sure your hands are not over your chest at all. You're not crossed over your chest you're going to really receive and i'm going to i'm going to give you unconditional love and affirmation okay i'm going to say some beautiful things to you and i want you to be allowed i want you to allow yourself to openly receive them depending on how easy and how difficult this process is is going to be of really receiving that unconditional love um, and acceptance of that will give you a pretty good indicator of how deep your wounds are and how much work you're going to need to do to clear that shit out of there because it's not serving you. It's preventing you from actually fully being present in all of your relationships. All right, here we go. So you take a brief breath in. Exhale. Make sure you're in the, assume the position of receiving. All right. You are perfect as you are. You are perfect as you are. Breathe. You are perfect as you are. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Again, depending on how awkwardly uncomfortable this is, it's a good indicator, right? If you're feeling like, ah, I hate you right now, Gaia, that's a good indicator that we you should probably call me so we can do, clear that out, okay? The second thing is, you ready? Assume the position again. Get into position. All right, here we go. Breathe. Exhale. Oh. You are lovable and worthy of love. You are lovable, worthy of love. You are lovable and worthy of love. All right. Good job. <laughs> now, I know how uncomfortable that could be, all right? And so the fact, if you are still listening to me, 
I am super proud of you <laughs> that you didn't turn off this podcast or turn off this live. All right. So congratulations. I'm very proud of you. All right. So I want to tell you just a quick story about how, how challenging that was when I was seeing um, my Chinese medicine dude, as I call him, Pierre Britt Black. And he had said to me that I don't receive love. I give love, but I don't actually allow myself to receive it from people. And the reason that I don't, and I can tell you the reason why I did not receive love from people was because as a child, I went through a lot of trauma and a lot of abuse and people were not safe. So I received love from nature, from animals, um, but I, and the universe, but I wouldn't actually allow myself to receive love from others. No matter how much they loved me unconditionally, I was blocked. I was like protected. I like, you know, always had this protection over my heart chakra and I didn't actually allow it in, no matter how much people loved me, which is part of the whole why we want to heal these old wounds. So as I started to heal these wounds, he gave me this really awesome exercise, which I'm going to teach you right now, actually, because this, I think, was probably the the, one of the major game changers for me personally on how I started to be able to practice truly allowing myself to receive love from others. So I put my hand, both my hands in the center of my chest, so they were touching each other. And then I pulled my hands across my chest towards my armpits. And when somebody would give me a compliment, when someone would smile at me, when somebody would tell me that they loved me, I would do this. I would put my hand on my chest, my hands on my chest and open up almost like I had to rip open my heart chakra to receive it. And at first, it was so uncomfortable for me that I would leave red marks on my chest because I was pushing and pulling my skin so very tight, like so, so much pressure just to feel it. And I could only stay in it for short periods of time. Now it's much easier for me to drop into that place. And sometimes I don't even need to do that. I don't even need to pull open my heart chakra to receive it because I've been practicing for a long time around that. Okay. So that's one little quick tip on how to start that process of just allowing yourself to really receive those compliments, those unconditional compliments, whether they're conditioned or not, still allow yourself to receive it. Allow yourself to receive love, to fill that inside you, okay? That empty void that typically is what happens when we don't, we don't receive unconditional love as a child. All right, this is a big topic. So first of all, I'm super proud of you all for still being here. Woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. All right. Next on my agenda of talking about how do we love without attachment is, okay, so one, we love without attachment, meaning we let go of the expectations of why we are in relationships with people. We are present in the moment with them. 
Two, we heal all of our past wounds around um, love and protection. So typically what happens is we either A, stop allowing ourselves to be in love or receiving love from others or B, in deep intimate connections um, with others. And that that's both romantically and non-romantically, okay, really important. I want to clarify that because we've been hurt and we don't want to feel that pain. And we don't want to feel abandoned and we don't want to feel unworthy of love and we don't want to feel those things. So that's why it's really important to heal that stuff because until you start to heal that, there's no way that you can truly allow yourself to drop in and love unconditionally for that particular moment to that particular person in the way that you, that needs to happen in that moment, both receiving that love from others and giving that unconditional love to others. So Heal the past. <laughs> right. Now, when we're setting up relationships of how we are going to connect with somebody and, and to help us a little bit in letting go of creating this delusional um, expectation of, of the, the future and the attachment to the future is by setting up really clear boundaries. All right, clear expectations of what this relationship looks like and what is everybody wanting from this relationship in this interaction. So it's kind of like when you're going to go into business with people, you typically create a contract, right? Of like, well, how do we, how do we create an exit strategy, right? If one party or both parties cannot come to an agreement, how do we deal with conflict? Um, you know, how do we um, lean into things or, you know, dissolve things? Um, how do we be able to speak our truth in, in this? Um, what is it that we're wanting to see happen? Um, what are those expectations? So we kind of, from a business, if you're not an entrepreneur or in, in business, you may not know this, but when we go into partnership with other collaborations, we create those contracts. And if you are not creating those contracts, I highly recommend that you do so because it will make your life less messy. Okay. So we can create some of those same kind of contracts from other kinds of relationships by when we first meet that person about setting up those clear boundaries. Like, how do you deal with conflict? When, you know, when, when you're emotionally distraught and upset and triggered, how do you handle that? Um, to figure out, do you have the same, um, do you move on the same level with each other? Do you have the same relationship language, love language? How do you move with each other? How do you um, resolve, deal with emotions? How do you deal with conflict? What are the agreements and how we're going to build this friendship or this love relationship? Um, the same way as you would do if you were having building a re relationship from a business perspective. And I think that's a really, really important thing. I know that, and my, my, and I call it my soul standards list. So I have like a soul standard list for, I have like three different soul standards lists. If you've ever heard me talk about them. Um, these are traits and personality traits of how somebody, what their beliefs are and how they move in the world. 
And these are the beliefs and, and traits that are super important with for me in the way that I move in the world and making sure that we're on the same page about what that was made look like. So I have three different ones. I have one for business. I have one for my lovers and I have one for my A team, which are the people who are the closest to me and making sure that we are completely in line before I emotionally open up completely. I can open up and be present in that moment with that person. But if I'm going to really dive into that and create that deeper connection with somebody, I need to know that we move and we have the same values in, in life. And that has been really powerful because it helps with uh, a lot of discomfort that can happen when we can when it comes to things like dissolution, like dissolving that relationship. How do we move with that? How do we move with how we're feeling about things? So that's a really, really important one that I've found has been really powerful for me moving forward in new relationships that I develop. So setting up those clear expectations, like you're writing a contract the way you would do if you were in business. Okay, now this is where we get into some little bit harder stuff, okay? That's okay. And you may be like, at this point, you might be like, fuck you guy. And that's okay. <laughs> I still, still listen to the, the whole thing, okay? <laughs> and you can come back and listen to it again. <laughs> and if you're like, ah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, then that's a really good indicator that, hey, you should probably come hang out with me so that we can heal whatever, whatever I've triggered, whatever the, 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 part, the buttons that I've pushed within you. If you've been spending any time with me, you'll know that part of what I do in the world is dropping in and help and pushing people's buttons because when we are really, when those buttons get pushed, it's the most amazing opportunity for us to grow. And part of my journey of being here is about excitement around personal growth and personal development. And so for me, on a personal note, when somebody triggers me or I get triggered by something that's happened is better way of putting it. I get triggered by something that has happened, an event or experience or whatever. Um, instead of getting really angry at that particular situation, I drop into, well, I'll have my feelings because that's important to have, right? But I drop into, ooh, it's the teachable moment. And this leads me into what I want to talk to you about, learning from the past. Learning from your current experience, which will allow you to gain new knowledge and new awareness and clear out some stuff that, you know, has been, you've been carrying around with you, those old wounds that we just talked about, that you've been carrying around with you and lean into it and clear it out and heal it and then release it so that you then move into the next interaction or the next relationship, not from a place of woundedness or fear or terror or protection but from a place of awareness of what kind of things you need to see that you want to ex explore in a new way with this new type of relationship that you're going to co-create with somebody so instead of making and this is really important instead of making the person or the situation the villain in your story, 
Because as long as we make somebody else or something else wrong, instead of being like, oh, what can I learn from this? <laughs> it's the teachable moment in this moment. As long as we move from that place, we stay stuck. We stay broken. We stay in that place of um, not being able to drop into who we really want to be and what we want to create in our lives. So I'm a firm believer in no one needs to be the villain in the story. Everybody plays a role. Everybody plays a part. What part did you play? And what part did you not observe or ignore or whatever happened in the circumstances? And how can you learn from that experience so that you can recognize, say, that those personality traits that don't jive and jam with, that are not your jam, that do not jive with how you move in the world, right? That doesn't make them a horrible human being. It just means that they're not a good fit for you. And that's a really, in our humanness, that's a hard one to do. I know it sounds kind of when I'm talking about it, because our defense mechanisms, our, our self, our, our whole survival instincts is that somebody was wrong and we don't want it to be us. <laughs> or it's always your fault and it's never anybody else's responsibility. So it's usually like one or the other, right? But the truth is, is that both people played a role in whatever happened. And, and when you can start to move in relationships from that place and move from that place in your soul standards and those boundaries and expectations before you even build relationships with people, finding out whether or not they move like that. And when they move like that, it makes life so much, so much easier and way, way less stressful. <laughs> Now, that being said, not everybody moves that way. And that doesn't mean that you can't, that doesn't mean you don't have relationships with people who don't move that way. It just means that you need to be aware of it. <laughs> okay. So I want you to like take a moment to be like, hey, if something's coming to an end, if something is dissolving, I don't need to vilify that person or that experience. I can have my emotions, which are important to have, and throw our you know, I call them our emotional tantrums, like a two-year-old does, throw themselves on the floor, feel what you need to feel, but then stay in that for only like a minute or five minutes, depending on, you know, how skilled you are at this and, and how, you know, how much you actually allowed yourself to truly go into that emotion. And then it's time to shift out of that place. It's time to be like, oh, what were the teachable moments? What roles did I play? What roles did the other person play? What did I not observe or ignored? What did my intuition say that I didn't listen to? Like, where did I learn? What did I learn? And none of that is about you being wrong, by the way. It's all about the learning part of it. In order to learn, there is no right or wrong. It just is. So that's a certain super important part of it. All right, this one's the hardest one for me. And I will totally own it. And I may even cry. I'm feeling even just getting set up to talk about it is kind of sending. I'm like, oh, I'm having some feelings come up. It's okay 
for people to leave. That one's a hard one for me. I'm still, I'm still working through that. I'm still, I'm still carrying those, the, 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 the fear around that, right. Of loyalty and connection and intimacy. And, and, and when I bond with somebody, I bond with them. It's like, I bond, you know, on a, on like a lifetime and lifetimes bonding. And so um, learning to let go of attachment to loving somebody, being deeply connected to them doesn't mean forever. And it's okay that it doesn't mean forever. It may end up being forever and that's okay. But my attachment to that it has to be forever, this one is still something that I'm working through and healing. I'm getting much better at it. Um, however, it's still something that's there because I can feel it emotionally while I'm talking about it. So practicing the idea that it's okay for people to leave because the, the other side of that is it means that it's okay for you to choose to leave. If that relationship is no longer serving you, it's okay for you to leave too. And that's been one of the areas that I've really struggled in my own relationship, especially my deep, intimate relationships with people, is that I'm so loyal because I expect that loyalty in return that I don't always leave when I needed to leave <laughs> the relationship. <laughs> and, and I don't always allow, I haven't always in the past allowed others to leave me with ease. And so that one is a really powerful one. So I just want you to take a moment for all those people who really are attached to that long-term forever concept and that fear of loss. Take a breath. I want you to exhale and shake your body. I want you to say, it's okay for people to leave, which makes it okay for me to leave if I need to. Say this again, breathe in. It's okay for people to leave, which makes it okay for me to leave when I need to. Breathe in again. It's okay for people to leave. It allows me to leave if I need to when the relationship no longer serves me or them. Okay, and the last thing I want to talk to you about that can help with this um, abandonment component, and this I think is the only reason why I got as far as I have, this is the second really important tool, is I got married to me. Yes? I got married to me. I had this beautiful wedding ceremony. I happened to be in the jungle of Costa Rica at a goddess Gaia goddess temple. And I had this beautiful wedding with to myself. And of course, being the nudist that I am, I was naked and I was covered in, in clay and, and, and runes and all sorts of magic right and flowers and and you know i was this magical divine being and i went 
walked up the stairs of the temple and I stood there and I made a commitment to myself to unconditionally love and accept myself no matter when and how and what. The good, the bad, the ugly. And in doing this, what this did was it allowed me to freely love other people because I stopped worrying about me not being lovable. I just made a commitment that I was going to love me forever. And as much as I want to at times, I can't get away from me. I can't divorce me. No matter how much I want to, I just can't. <laughs> so what this did was make this really conscious, both subconscious and conscious commitment to myself that I would continually work on loving and accepting myself unconditionally. And through that commitment and through that process, it's allowed me to fully love other people in a way that I did not, was not capable before I did that. Because I was too afraid that they would leave. I was too afraid that I would, they would break my heart. I was too afraid that I wasn't lovable. Um, I needed them to fill that empty void inside me that said, love me, love me, love me. And no matter how much that person loved me, I never really allowed myself to receive it. So therefore, I never was filled with their love. The only thing that was there was this empty void of soul-sucking energy that I needed somebody to fill. And nobody could fill that void, no matter how much they loved me. And then I fell in love with me. And I started that work. And as I've been in love with me, it's allowed other people. I allow other people to love me and I allow myself to love other people because they can come and they can go and it's okay because I'll never be alone because I'm always in love with me. So I highly, and I do this for many of my clients. Um, we set up the ceremony and we go through the process of, you know, getting married to yourself and I, you know, I do excursions and all sorts of stuff around this. So if you're like, Ooh, that sounds so wonderful. Let me know, contact me and we can figure out and we can set up your wedding for you. All right. Because you deserve to be in love with you. You cannot unconditionally love others, the world, or allow others to unconditionally love and accept you if you cannot unconditionally love and accept yourself. It starts with the self. All right. So that's what I leave you with. There's a lot of stuff there about love. <laughs> it's a big one. So thanks for listening. Um, if you want more of me, how do I get a hold of Gaia? How do I spend more time with you? Um, the best way to reach me is at succulentliving.com. And it shows all the different possibilities, online courses, retreats, one-on-ones, um, all sorts of juicy stuff, podcasts, all the podcast shows. Um, so that's where you can find me and connect with me and reach out to me. And then in social media, you can find me in the social media world under Gaia Morissette. So if you want to come follow me and hang out with me, then come follow me on social media. All right. Have a juicy day and may it be filled with unconditional love and acceptance because you are worthy of love and you are incredibly lovable. Mwah. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.